Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now that I wrote that down so I don't screw it up later, it is the early morning show. And it's presented by 84 Lumber. Put your positive attitude to work at 84 Lumber. Apply at 84Lumber.com. It's Adam Crowley with you. You know how to get involved, 412-928-9370, the phone number, also the text line number. Edgar Snyder and Associates reminds you to text responsibly. And you can join the cast of dozens. Follow me. Hit me up on Twitter, at underscore Adam Crowley. The Penguins, victorious last night. Mike Sullivan happy with the team's performance. I thought, uh, you know, we did a much better job playing a calculated game. And, uh, you know, we just made better decisions on when we were aggressive, whether it be our D pinching on a wall or uh, you know our forwards, I thought we did a much better job just working to get above the puck and, and working to get above people. Uh, we, we didn't give up nearly the level of odd man rushes, and I think when we do that, we're a whole lot harder to play against. So I, I thought it was a I thought it was a much more calculated game, and that's the game I think that that we've got to try to emulate here night in and night out. On the same side of the coin, I felt like we were playing on our toes and still trying to play the aggressive game that we want to play. We just did it. We just did it in a calculated way. Well, the Penguins were shot out of a cannon in the first period and really played well, quadrupling the shots on goal that Minnesota was able to put out there. Mark Andre Fleury gives up the Latang goal, short side, not a good goal to give up, but a beautiful shot by Chris Latang. Mark Andre Fleury pissed off when that thing hit the back of the net. So the Penguins did what they had to do. They had to get the dub. And really, all that matters is the two points. But you did want to see a good performance. And I thought the first half of the game, they were the better team. I thought Minnesota started to tilt the action the other way, chasing the game, trying to get back in it. And the Penguins continued to put the wild on the power play. But here's the reality. Penguins can win out and still miss the playoffs. Has that sinked into Penguins fans yet? Do you realize this team really can't make it? Like, that this team really could be on the outside looking in? Because I feel like Penguins fans sort of just assume, oh, the Penguins will take care of their business and they'll get in because we're so used to them getting in. I don't think anybody realizes it ain't going to happen or it might not happen. It could happen, sure. But do you really realize that this team could miss the playoffs? I mean, it sounds like a stupid question because the standings will tell you everything you need to know. They're a point back with three games to go. 
The playoffs started today, as they say, they wouldn't be in. But I get this sense on social media, and not to say that that's the real world, but that's what I judge things off of because that's the sample size I can look at frequently. I think folks just think, okay, they're going to get in. If they play like they did against Minnesota, good start. They got an easy schedule the rest of the way. They're going to make the playoffs. I'm not so sure. And Florida's really figured it out here, have they not? The Panthers drubbed up on the Blue Jackets, a team that the Penguins are fortunate enough to play at the end of the year. The Penguins should be able to take care of them. Penguins should be able to take care of the Chicago Blackhawks. They're no good. Detroit, well, they gave the Penguins a tough time the last time these two teams played. But it's an easy schedule for the Penguins. Florida, however, beats the snot out of the Jackets. And then Florida last night against a game Ottawa team that beat the Penguins not all that long ago, well, they took care of business. If the Penguins miss the playoffs by a point, you're going to look back at that Montreal game sandwiched between Rangers games. You're going to go, what the frig? You're going to look at that Ottawa game where they peppered that goaltender in his NHL debut with 48 shots. You're going to think, what the frig? You're going to think, oh, why did they lose to Detroit? Why have the Penguins eight times given up the game-winning goal in the last five minutes of the third period? It's why, while I think Mike Sullivan is at the very bottom of the list of reasons in management, why this team's going to miss the playoffs. He still is culpable to an extent. This roster isn't good. It's better than Detroit's. This roster isn't good. It's better than Ottawa's. This roster isn't good. It's better than the Canadians. And it's not like these are early season games that you could schedule and go, ah, well, whatever. It happens. You're going to lose a December game every now and again to a bad team. No. These were games in the stretch run. Sully's right. They played well last night. They were on their details. They were on their toes. They did play a smart, mostly, hockey game. Where was that against those three teams that I like to bring up that they lost to? Why weren't they on their toes then? Where was the desperation level? Why did they not take care of that business? Because it may well cost them. They could win the last three games and miss the playoffs. Because here's the deal. We know how the Islanders play. It's a playoff style. Well, they've got everything to lose now. Everything to gain. So they're going to play a hard postseason game for their final three against teams that simply ain't playing for the same you-know-what. Florida, they're going to do the same. They're going to play desperate against three teams that ain't going to be playing as desperate as them. I haven't looked at their schedules. Let's do it right now. I've clearly done my homework. But you look at what the Panthers have left. They got Washington next. Is Washington playing hard? They've been eliminated. They've lost five straight. Who else they got? Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Gonna do some scrolling. Then you got Toronto and Carolina couple of really good teams. So Florida's schedule looks difficult. But is Toronto playing for the same thing that the Panthers are? No. Is Carolina? No. Are those teams going to be able to match the desperation level of the Florida Panthers? I'm going to say no. So that doesn't look great to me. And then you look at the Islanders' schedule. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Philly sucks. 
Washington eliminated. Montreal sucks. So whatever schedule advantage that you thought the Penguins had, they don't. I mean, the Penguins schedule's easy, but those good teams that Florida's got to play, they're not playing for the same thing. And these teams that the Islanders have to play, they're all junk. You think that the Islanders aren't going to play a harder game than Philly, Washington, or Montreal. I don't. I think it's probably 55-45. Penguins don't make the playoffs regardless of whether or not they win out. And this team hasn't shown me enough from a consistency standpoint to where I think it's just a fait accompli. They're going to beat Detroit. Let's put that one in the win column. I can't say that. I feel pretty good about the final two. feel pretty good about beating two teams that would like to be beat because they want to get the number one pick in the draft. But as for Detroit, they just gave the Penguins all they could handle not all that long ago. I don't feel good. And maybe it's just I approach things from a pessimistic standpoint, but I don't feel good. Has it sunk in yet, Penguins fans, that they really might not make the playoffs? It's been 16 years. It feels like a birthright. It feels like they roll out of bed every year and make the playoffs. They had to beat out Buffalo in the final game of the regular season. What was that, in 2015, just to get in? And then they got dispatched by the Rangers in five games. Hard series, but a five-gamer. Still made it. I don't think this team will. If they do, we all know what I think is going to happen. They're just going to lose in the first round. Doesn't mean I still don't want to see them make it. I do. But has it sunk in yet to Penguins fans? Or are you all just merrily skipping along? Oh, the Penguins, at the very least, they're just they're going to make the playoffs. They'll find a way. Because I'm not there. I do want to hear from you at 412-928-9370. On Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley, and the text line, where I get this one. All Penguins, I don't want to miss the flow. Well, let's get into whatever the hell you want to get into next. I don't care. It's a home opener. I've mailed it in. I don't want to be here. I want to be in a parking lot right now drinking beers. Got this. Crowley, could it be Wild had a bad game? They didn't have much to play for. Don't give Pens all the credit. No, they had a lot to play for. They're trying to figure out their seeding. But it's exactly what I was talking about with the Islanders and the Panthers. Whatever Toronto has convinced themselves they're playing for, or Carolina, same thing with the Wild, it ain't the same as win or you're going home. These are playoff games now for the Penguins, for the Islanders, for the Panthers. The Wild knew, okay, we lose, even though we're playing for something, we're still going to be okay. That's a really good team that's played outstanding hockey. I think they're like 17-3-5 in their last however many games, math. That's a good team not playing for as much. It's why the schedule conversation, I just, I don't feel good about it. Penguins blew an opportunity against Boston, where they were really good 5-on-5 but sucked on the power play. It couldn't get a stop on the penalty kill. Boston went two for three. I mean, there's so many games the last couple of weeks that I look at and go, mother bleeper. You win one of those, you're in the driver's seat right now. It's very frustrating. 
Anyway, it's opening day. Home opener. Rich over the hill on the mound. Ben Charrington going to join the Fan Morning Show at 9.30 today. And it's interesting how that all came to be. What does this mean? Hmm. Strokes beard. It's the early morning show, 93.7 The Fan. I got caught up in conversation. How long was the band running? Eh, it doesn't matter. It's the early morning show, Adam Crowley, 93.7 The Fan. Let's fade that down. Let's get rid of it. Okay. Well, it didn't go. Now it's gone. Let's go to, I already forget his name. Things are going swimmingly now. What's up, guy? How you doing? It's Marty. That's right. How you doing, Marty? What do you got for me, Hoss? I just called to bolster your argument a little bit. The Pens are two points out because they lose both tiebreakers to both teams. Well, they are a point back. So, so long as there's no three-point games, so long as they win all their games and one of those teams loses one, they'll be okay. But you're right. I mean, in the NHL, there's a bunch of three-point games. These teams could all wind yeah. up being tied at the end, which is another reason, Marty, that it's so aggravating that they lost those games coming out of the All-Star break to the Islanders where they led for the majority of those games, outplayed the Islanders for the majority of those games, and then pooped all over the ice. Thank you for the call. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Goodbye. He's right. I mean, if these teams all wind up tied, the Penguins got swept by the friggin' Islanders this year despite out-shooting them and largely out-possessing them and out-playing them. If they don't make the playoffs, I'm going to be furious. When you have Crosby, Malkin, and Latang playing as well as they've played for most of the season, you got to make the damn playoffs. And if you don't, and you miss by a point, which they very well could, you can actually second-guess it like it's football. I mean, it ain't, it ain't like they'd miss by five points and you go, well, okay, they clearly weren't good enough. If you missed the playoffs by a point, you were good enough to make it and you did something wrong along the way. That's the way I look at it. And there's so many examples of where that was the case this year, of games they lost that they shouldn't have. And one of the reasons why it falls on the coach is because they've blown so many of these games in the third period where they otherwise have controlled it, and they didn't change their style of play. They've also started games terribly. Not last night, but most of the time. So why wouldn't the coach? Get some of that blowback. I'm feisty today. 412-928-9370. Let's go to the phone lines. Who are you? And hello. Crowley, Crowley. Stiz, stiz, stiz. What's going on? Hey, make a comment on your comment about the Penguins uh, not making the playoffs and whatnot. Uh, It doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal uh, in a sense where when you compare teams of the early Penguins teams, the 90s, 2000s, whatnot, Mm -hmm. the early 90s team, my goodness, they, not only did you expect them to get into the playoffs, but you expected them to win the cup. Yeah. This team this year, listen, if they get in, cool, whatnot, 
But it, it, if they get in, and then if they get in, I called it last week, you know, that they would get eliminated by the Rangers in, in, the, in the first game. I mean, in the first round. So, anyways, Charlie, hey, I love you. I'll talk to you, bro, later. Much love, homie. Yeah, they wouldn't play the Rangers in the first round, but it doesn't matter. I mean, switch the jerseys to the opponent. It doesn't matter. They're not going to win a first-round playoff series. But I'd like to see them make it. Because I like that two-week feel of maybe, right, of hope. What was the line from Shawshank Redemption? Hope is a dangerous thing. I like the three days or two days, however many days it is, between the end of the regular season and the start of the playoffs where you start looking at matchups and, well, we got Crosby, Malkin, and Latang, and you start to convince yourself. Hope is a dangerous thing, but it is fun. Much rather than make the playoffs than not, even if they're going to get bounced in the first round. And we talked about that yesterday on the show. And then Middays copied it. And then the PM team stole it. Although we stole it from Zeiss, so there you go. Thievery, the sincerest form of flattery, I think they say. They don't. I made that up. Doesn't matter. If the Penguins missed the playoffs, could it send ripple effects through this organization to where we'd see legitimate change? It was a good conversation we had. I think that they should see the writings on the wall already, but my boys disagree with me. They might be right that it would take missing the playoffs to shake things up. I don't know. I'd shake things up either way, but I do want to see the Penguins make the playoffs. I do. Give me a week and a half of some optimism. And if they could find a way to leapfrog both of these teams, if both of them faltered and lost the game, and the Penguins are in wild card one. I don't think they'd beat Carolina, but you could easily convince yourself of that. Whereas you can't convince yourself of that with Boston. I just want to play in the games that matter. For all my teams. Just play in the games that matter. 412-928-9370 on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. Ben Charrington going to be joining us today on the Fan Morning Show at 9.30. David Bedner. Oh, yeah. 9 o'clock. Charrington, is he working on this Brian Reynolds contract? Have they found middle ground? Is it going to get done? Is it not going to get done? Is there a deadline? I don't know the answer to any of those questions. I hope that they can get something done with Brian Reynolds. I really do. As a Pirates fan, I remember where I was when Andrew McCutcheon signed his deal. I was driving on Beverly Road in Mount Lebanon. I heard a sports update. Pirates and Andrew McCutcheon have agreed on a six-year, $51.5 million deal, and I got misty-eyed. I'm not even kidding. I mean, I was young. I was like 20 years old. Hadn't seen the Pirates ever do anything. And so when they signed that guy to that deal, which wound up being a steal, because I think Adam Jones the next summer got an $80 million contract, not the same player, McCutcheon a better player, and he's getting paid 30 more million bucks. But I was thrilled when they signed McCutcheon because it showed that there was a step forward and that they believed that they would be a contender sooner rather than later. You're not going to pay that guy that kind of money if you don't think he's going to be around to help you win. That is the encouraging part here of Brian Reynolds. I think they think they're close. Because if they didn't, they would trade Brian Reynolds and try to get some guys that would help them when they think they're going to be you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Close. Either way, opening day, I'm pretty jacked up about. They're 4-2. and two. 
You got Rich over the hill on the mound. We'll see if he could bounce back from a not-so-great performance his first time out. Going up against Lucas Giolotto of the Pale Hose. It's still weird that they're opening up against the White Sox in a AL team. That's baseball today, baby. There's nothing like opening day. There's not. Even the first Steeler game of the season doesn't feel the same. First Penguins game of the season definitely doesn't feel the same. Is it because for so much of my life, it was one of the only meaningful games on the schedule? And so you hearken back to nostalgia? I don't know. Here's what we should do, though. Blackout PNC Park. I got a story about that in 2013. I'll get to that coming up next. But first, let's take this phone call. Hello, random caller. Good morning. Um, it's Jeff from The Rocks. Hi, Sorry, Jeff. I'm my How are you? I'm great, man. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm going to tough it out. I'm heading to the game today. I am a uh, lifelong Pirate fan. Hashtag um, respect. Yeah, so, um, you know, I've, I've actually got to see them win two World Series. Uh, I was young when they won in 71, but that kind of cemented me as a Pirate fan. Sure. And I think, and that's kind of what we need. I mean, like guys like you were missing it. I, I'd hate to see that the 2013 wild card game is your World Series. I just, I don't want to see that. So, you know what, man? Um, and, and thank you so much for the call. That's why that run was so powerful. My grandma's 94 now. You will not find a bigger Pirates fan. She watches every single, she probably hasn't missed a game in, I mean, decades. She's falling asleep in front of the TV every night watching the Bucks, But 13 was awesome because for those of us who had never experienced it, we were getting to experience it. And then for the rest of you, it's like flowers for Algernon. You ever read that book? It's one of the few I have. You don't know what you have until you get it again. And then when it's gone, you realize what you're missing. So that's why 13, 14, and 15 were so powerful. And I do think that Maybe as soon as next year, you could start to get that feeling again with the Bucks. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. The sun is shining. Spring is here. Time to get a great deal on Silverados and Colorados. Stop in and online at sunchevy.com. Maybe the sun not shining today. Cloudy, high, mid-50s. If you would have told me that three weeks ago, that that's what we get for the home opener, it would have been great. In the 50s, not going to be cold, not going to be excessively warm. But then we had that great day earlier this week where it was in the 80s. And so now it might feel a little cold today. And next week you look and it's going to be like the greatest week in Pittsburgh weather history. So my phone says, so we just missed out. Not like we're not going to enjoy a good time down at the ballpark anyway. Andrew McCutcheon calling for a blackout. A.J. Burnett calling for a blackout. Pirate social media account last night calling for a blackout, so I'm wearing black today. That's what happened in 2013. Bucks, Reds, wild card, Cueto, drops ball, all that fun jazz. I got so drunk that I did blackout. I took it literally. And this isn't even me exaggerating. This was, I mean, I got after. My old boss was there. I went with my cousin. We were sitting on the third baseline. We were a couple of rows off the field. I don't know how he swung those tickets. At the end of the game, he told me, because I don't remember it, we reached down and we scooped some of the dirt off the warning track. I wonder if he still got that because we were so jammed up. But I blacked out. My old boss was there. He was feeding me all kinds of alcohol. 
And then after the game, we went, because my friend worked for the Pirates, to a little party, a little celebration. And Bob Nutting was there. And Frank Coonley was there. And Frank Coonley, I can say this now, because he's gone, was buying the whole bar because everyone worked for the Pirates drinks. And of course, well, I didn't belong there, but I allowed him to buy me drinks. I guess I got an Uber home, and then the next day I woke up in a non-bedroom room in my house, bathroom, bathroom floor. My phone was cracked. I was wearing all the same clothes from the night before, but various levels of undress. Phone all busted up. Had to check my phone to make sure that the Pirates did, in fact, actually win that game. Because I started to go around the seventh inning. Didn't get to see Jason Grilly finish it off. And Greg Brown with the call. We'll see you in St. Louis, Louis. So, I'm probably not going to get like that today. In fact, I'm going to drive to ensure that I will not drink. Picking up my man Doran Dickerson. Going to head down. Hang out with Colin. Matt can't make it, he says. Good Friday and all that. I don't know how I got out of it. Perhaps I have a fight waiting for me at home. Rich Hill, Lucas Giolotto. Bucks 4-2. and two. Go get that dub. Be nice to see Andrew McCutcheon hit one out, right? Still waiting for his first return to the Pirates home run. What a great time that would be. You want to talk about... A moment that would jam this crowd up as if that guy went yard. They're already going to be excited whenever he takes the field. When he walks to the dish. Might have to talk to the umpire about that old pitch clock thing. Give him a little grace period. If he hits one out, it's going to be like when he did that against St. Louis in 2015, right before the All-Star break. One of the great moments in recent Pirates history. I'm rambling. I just want to get out of here. I love you guys. I don't want to get the hell out of here. Go start chilling down PNC Park. Well, tailgate action. Still rambling. And now the show's over. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.